Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Lauren. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best the life. The best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. 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 Welcome. Okay, ladies. Hold on, I'm going to start us off with a pump. <laughs> Yay! Give me just a second. I need, I need a refill. Woo! Happy Woo-hoo! first day of school, Bonnie. Yes, yes, thank you. Happy first day of school for your kid. Thank you, mm-hmm. and for your kid, Beth. Mm-hmm. You can top me off. That'd be good. Good job. And happy another week off of no school. Another week off of no school for me. Woo-hoo! Well, it's not another week. It's first week off. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. We have so, this week and next week. So we're just talking about basically a little bit of a continuation from something we talked about last time, which is how are we spending our time and realizing also that no matter what stage of life you're in, whether you're 20 or, you know, 120, that the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. So what, what are you doing how are you using your time? How are you using your time? What are you doing? Um, how are you getting rid of the things that you don't want to spend your time doing? Are you doing that? Uh, what are you taking on that you enjoy? What are you getting rid of that you don't? Um, just be cognizant of the fact that we're all kind of, we're middle-aged. All, all three of yes. us are middle-aged. And that means that we have, the, in terms of the life ruler, We've got less time left, so I, I don't know, especially after after divorce, I'm super cognizant of who I'm letting in, who I'm not letting in, mm-hmm. what I just, you know, am choosing to do and what I'm absolutely choosing not to do. So, dive That's in. That's true. Well, for choosing who you spend time with is uh, a huge one. And, you know, to that, to that point, I choose who I let in my house. Yeah, we because talk, we you know that's yeah. Because now it's my house and my space and the energy in my house. I think um, when I first got divorced, I was under the assumption I could do everything I used to mm-hmm. do. And oh now yes. I choose now. I, I after the dust settled with that, I realized I cannot. I could do it, but then I would be a very frayed person, I and I would have less energy. I could do it to too. Devote I can't to afford to do it to do a lot of the things that I used to do. Like, but I'm I, just I really talking about an out. expenditure of time and energy. Yeah. I'm not talking about the cost. Yeah. I, well, no, but there's a cost to me if I'm spending all my energy doing things that I don't necessarily enjoy or love yeah. or want to put 100% into. Well, but even if you so. did, so I think all three of us, when we were going through divorce, used hyper-focus on work. Mm-hmm. We filled oh. our space and our time yeah. mm-hmm. with so many things and tasks and volunteer things and pulling on more things at work and all of this thing to distract us from what it was that was going yeah. on at home. And now that we're in this space where we have a safe space in the home, we don't want to be spending our time out in the world in the way that we did. Right. Would you agree that that yes, was kind of that? I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of it. So yeah. I am very careful what I choose to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have, I, I am so protective of my space. We've talked about this at length, but like, um, I I have a roommate right now who I love. He's he's my dear friend, but he knows there are certain people who are not allowed in my house that that 
Yeah. That are not. That's setting a boundary. That are not setting boundaries. You're setting boundaries to make sure that your safe space stays safe. And anytime he's going to have anybody over, he tells me about it or asks me about it. And I do the same for him if I know he's going to be here. So, but that, that like, I just, there, there are some people that I just don't allow into my space. I agree. Now, and in, in my space, I'm using my space in a different way too. You know, I used to have parties and supper clubs and th- now my living room has my easel in it and my paints and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of my fibers for my needlepoint kind of art. And so I have reconfigured how I think about my house as well as how I think about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, my job is very demanding, and I have a teenager who's now driving. So I have my focus is a little different now, too. Um, and, the, and when she's not there, I think I've talked to you all about, when she's not there, it, I'm already getting snatches of emptiness and how I want to fill my time mm-hmm. when I'm not, you know, doing the hyper-mothering kind of stuff that you have mm-hmm. to do when you have a kid in the house. So. Well, and jumping off of that, so last year when I became basically empty nest, when my daughter went to school, I overfilled my time with art shows mm. and producing artwork and doing all of that. Well, she leaves again in, a, in about two weeks to go back to school. And instead, I, I sit here and I think I have already signed up for art shows, but I'm sitting here thinking is, is I need to reevaluate. Is mm-hmm. that the way that I really want to spend my time? And so trying to think of when you get into a place where you're running – is. You know, so I'm just automatically doing it because that's what I've done for the past mm. year. But that doesn't mean that's the way I have to spend my time because where I really want to spend my focus is sort of bringing things back into my house and pulling my house back into a place where I have pared down and I have I have done things in the house and painted things in the house for myself and for my, you know just sort of refocused. Mm on my little world instead of so far out. It's sort of like you're re-nesting. You know when you have a yeah. kid and you nest and yeah. you have yeah. a baby and you or when you first get married and it's your communal home and you buy things for your home and you make it your little space. I think you do that unconsciously after you get past the initial trauma and all that. I don't think you can concentrate on doing that until right. after everything and, and things are, and people are out of your house yeah. and out of your space. Yeah. Then you can start reconfiguring. Now, I did that in my old house. I do that in this house. And now I'm kind of in a let's rethink of how I did it because my house that's, is serving yeah, a different purpose now than when I first moved into that's, it. That's kind of what I've been doing a lot lately too is like, you know, in the last year, I moved my son's bedroom to what I thought was a better functioning space. Mm-hmm. Well, also, the great thing is you don't have to agree with anybody about that anymore. No, you like, just get to make the decision. You make the decision. Love, you can think it I through. I love my kid, but I don't have to agree with him about If you have a vision, then it can be your vision. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a shared vision. And that's that's a big difference. It's a it, big freedom. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have been, this is the first week, this last week, so I closed the show last Friday, no, two Fridays ago. I worked for a few days and then I left for the beach. And I went to the beach for like three days and it was the only vacation. And I realized that I'm still lucky and that I got three days to the beach. But now I've come back home. I'm finishing up the semester and finishing up a class that I was taking, finishing up the classes I was teaching and realized today that this is the first span of time that I haven't been in a rehearsal process since... 
last summer. I think it was since last August. And just not having the weight of a production on me. And I, that's what it's what I do for a living. But every production is not what I do for a living. Right. And the, there's been like 12 over the last year. I mean, that's like one a month. Yeah. So I'm just really trying to reclaim this time of not having any kind of rehearsal process like dangling out there, you know, and, and just trying to check off. Like I paid it like probably 10 bills the other day that have been sitting waiting for me to write a check. And I just finally was like, okay, now I'm doing it. So I don't know. I don't know if it's ADD or what, but I, it's like I have to put things into slots like that. Mm-hmm. That when after the show is over, then I can concentrate on that. And then I can, you know, move on to the next thing. But it takes me like having that blank slate to do the normal things. Well, and I have struggled not being a nine-month teacher. So I moved from being a te- regular teacher time to full-time teacher, yeah. which means... I, I, I have, still have, you know, I'm still classified as a teacher, but I'm 12 months. I don't yeah. have a summer break. I have spent the past, uh, what, decade and a half spending summers. That was reserved for these times I did these summer done. projects, oh, and Bonnie, I did all of that. Yeah, me too. I'm same so, spot. When I moved to my, where I used to teach, I taught a class in the summer, and I didn't do any productions. So I went to the office like once a week and didn't do a show. My job now which i love this job i actually prefer this job um i teach full-time this summer and i do production so it's the those like stolen time like this next yes. week that's my time off which right. again i recognize is lucky i recognize it's lucky that i have a week off but but you have a week to do what you used to do in a whole in summer, a whole summer so yeah. i would plan from august till may these things that i wanted to accomplish over the summer well, I can still, like, my head is still in that planning from August to May, and the summer comes, and I'm like, oh, well, um, yeah. I'm still working. Yeah. So, it's just like, so it's almost like I'm wanting, I'm wanting to, to, to take a step back and reevaluate where I am and just kind of pivot my focus and refine. So, I, I, I can do art shows. I can be successful at them. I made money at them. I was, you know, I, I'm good at that. Well, now let's take that knowledge, and how can I pivot that to better serve where I am? You know, because my, my job needs to come first. My paying job mm-hmm. needs to well, come first and then kind of move forward. But and that's but also how to keep yourself true to yourself and yeah. interesting because well, I, think and balanced. When, I think when you concentrate on the things that you love, you become the person you're supposed to be and you evolve into a much more interesting human being because... All your little buttons are being pushed in a creative mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. and then what you give out to the world is a much more inter- interesting energy. So I think I think every once in a while you do have to refocus and say, okay, I have been doing X, Y, and Z to pay my bills. You know, well, in mine, pay my cheer bill. Um, do mm-hmm. you know all those things that you have to do? But if you can hone in on the things that even if it's just vacuuming for me vacuuming has become my yeah i don't know what um but like if you can get focused on what makes you happy or what you're good at mm-hmm. or what you wanted to do or, or plan to do know. yeah like I, I think it's good I, and like um, you taking that class oh i loved it and I, but i have always wanted to do that mm-hmm. and i fell in love with it i fell in love with the camera and so i love lauren took a photography, I took a photography class, class over the summer, summer. And I didn't know anything about it. Like, the guy next to me was trying to tell me how to do Photoshop, and I felt, like, so dumb. 
And I, I, I was like, you're like my Photoshop godfather. You're over here like, oh, you're going to press the liquify button. It's going to So I was, I, was, I was like, Adam, I was like, I feel like I need to get you a present <laughs> for guiding me through this class. Okay. Yes, godfather, but yeah, good. but Photoshop is not, it's not very intuitive. No, but now, but now that I know a lot about my camera, I'm going to play with it more and then I'm going to take Photoshop yeah, to go with right. it because I'm interested in that and I like it. Whereas... I have a guitar sitting in there that I don't want to learn to play and that I'm never going to learn to play. I play the piano, and I'm not interested in the guitar. And somebody was like, well, don't you want to learn how to play the guitar? I was like, I'm at a point in my life that unless it's something I'm really, really excited about, I don't want to learn anything new. I just want to get better at the things okay. I'm, I, I already do, like you piano and tennis. I just saw a funny meme that said, what's the difference in learning guitar and learning a banjo? What? You get laid if you play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> the banjo player. God. <laughs> you know what says to any banjo player who's maybe listening to look at that, podcast? Look at that hot banjo player with the overalls. <laughs> okay, but you know, when I was younger, I used to think I could read every book under the sun. Yeah. Well, now I'm like, my know? time is precious. Mm-hmm. I don't actually have time to read every book under the sun. I'm not going to waste my time on a book I don't really want to read. Do you know, I've accepted the fact that I don't enjoy reading. I don't enjoy reading. I accept it. I don't. Do you I don't think like that's it. because you read scripts and it's more no, technical scripts, reading? No, scripts. I love reading a script. It's not that because there's dialogue. And I do not. It's it's sitting down to read something just doesn't bring me joy. It just doesn't. And I felt for a long time kind of like an imposter because I'm an academic. Okay, like, but I'm yes, an academic. But I am an English teacher slash librarian, yeah. now a tech coach. Yeah. Do you know how I read now? I don't. I listen. Yeah. Audible and I are best friends. Well, I listen to books now, all the time. I will listen. Now, I'll listen to, I mean, I'll read a book too, but for the most part right now, if I want to fit that in in my busy day, I'm listening to a novel. But I, I will, yeah, I'll listen. I actually like listening to nonfiction. We may have talked about Yeah, we before. have. Uh, to biographies, yeah. autobiographies. But I, for a long time, I was like, I'm supposed to read these books, read these classics and blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I don't care about that. I would rather go to New York and spend a weekend seeing shows mm-hmm. and just running around than I would reading a book. Yeah, I just would. Just I, there's a couple of books I read but, every year, but But it took part. me a second to realize I don't like spending my time that way. It, yeah. I just don't. But I think that's, you know, now that you have the freedom to pick what mm-hmm. you do in your downtime, yeah. I find that I am a lot more picky yeah. what I do in my downtime. Yeah. Well, and I like yes, and I still want my art to be my downtime, and I still want it to be my side hustle. What helps earn me the money to go back to Italy? Please let me go back to Italy. That sort of thing, you know. And I really love that. But for right now, I think this season, I have a kid getting married next summer. You know, I just I feel like it's almost like I just feel like I just kind of need to bring things back into my home. Yeah. Kind of figure out, you know, get get my house and my home back in a place. We talk. We always joke about dating our house. I mean, yeah, I really just want to embrace okay. dating my home, my house, and kind of loving on my house in different ways. That and can be our first T-shirt. I'm dating my house. Dating. Don't ask. I'm dating Don't my ask. house. <laughs> Don't waste my time. I'm dating my house. That'll be mine. That'll be mine, and that'll make sure that I never have another date again. <laughs> so funny. Golly, I'm my worst, my own worst enemy. <laughs> Right, well, we we were um, Beth and I walked earlier tonight. And we were talking about um, you know when you when you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out 
how do I even get a side hustle or what, what is it I do? Or I'm, I'm, you're in a place where you just, you're kind of lost about making a list of the things about yourself, about your gifts, about your, the positive things that you, things that you know about yourself that are good, you know, and that's, have y'all done that? What you're good at. What you're good at. Like, what are your, like, what are your strengths? I got that idea from when, you know, when we first, the first marriage counselor out of a bazillion that we went to, (laughs) and he said, you know, for marriage therapy, you need to sit down and write a list of 10 things that you liked about your spouse when you first met him and why you married him. And he said, see if, you know, go home and see if that's, because people grow, and I had been married 21 years. I mean, so... You know, the list of why you fell in love in the first place and what you liked about the person could change, you know, technically over that amount of time. And it does. And it does because, you know, well, anyway. Especially depending on, like, then I started doing one about myself. Yeah, yeah, and and where you were in life and people change major. And then the other big thing that I took from it is he said, you know, when you get married, you marry somebody. You're a single person, and they're a single person, and what you like about them and what they like about you. So start thinking about what are the things that you like about yourself. Because when you go through a divorce, you have that, I don't know what to call it, like an ego deflation, like what's wrong with me, why wasn't I enough, why didn't this work. You go through kind of a negative listing, and maybe it's voices that your ex put in your head because I had that you know but you really need to focus on who you are what you like what you're good at why you like yourself why why do your friends hang out with you like what do you bring to the table Mm -hmm. and then the biggest thing he said was become the person that you would like to date yeah and that hit me on a whole like that just kind of like it just opened a whole different window into how I thought about myself like you know I'm a good cook. I like, I mean, I'm pretty much up for anything. You know, when people ask me, you want to do that? I say, sure. That's the first thing out of what my mouth. What was the meme you put on Facebook the other night? I'm the friend who will. Oh. <laughs> I'm the multi no, I'm going to find it. Y'all keep, so y'all keep talking. I'm looking funny. it up. Okay, so. I am up for anything. But then I thought, you know, that's that's actually it, a positive thing. No, it's, yeah, it's true. Is. And if you are, you know, I'm pretty much open to anything. I have friends from every walk of life because I think, you know, I did get pigeonholed for a while being a doctor's wife. And if you only hang out with doctor's wives, and I'm sorry, it's just like if you hang out with lawyer's wives or anybody else that puts you in a little, paints you in a corner. I always felt like I was painting a corner and I felt like I didn't fit that mold. I didn't no. drive a Mercedes. No. I didn't have to yeah. have a Louis Vuitton bag. I didn't, you know what I'm saying. Well, I not just only that, but you you paint the that. outside of buildings. Yeah, and so I'm for, always I mean, like up you do, for like your anything. skill set is well, so. And you're but I always felt like huge. if you chuck hole yourself yep. into a tiny little thing, yeah. like I'm divorced. Um, you know, when I got divorced, I was overweight. Uh, I was told that I nobody would want to date me. All those negative things. If you keep focusing on the negative things, well, yeah, you're going to be that person. Yeah. So you have to really make a list on who you are and what your strengths are and what you like about your what yeah. other people like about yourself, and then then you go from there. I mean, okay. I think so I have this. like three things that I want to say in response to all of that. But the first thing is this is the meme that Meth posted. <laughs> I really am the multi-purpose friend. I'm down for brunch, church, aggravated assault, 
working out, whatever. Just let me know. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. We're all kind of like that. Like, and if I, I if I something bad happened and I called Bonnie and I was like, there's a body and we need to bury it, you'd be like, I'm calling Beth and we'll figure Let me this get out. the shovel. And Beth I'll get some acid. Beth, Beth might have some lime in Beth might have some lime. <laughs> we know she um, has a collection no, of salt. I was... This was <laughs> uh, this goes, Just kidding. This goes Not back really. to, like, how we're spending our time. Exactly. Like, how we're spending our time. And I was talking to, um, I was actually talking to my boyfriend about it the other day, and I said, you know, I think if I didn't live in my hometown, that there are a lot of things I would not feel like I needed to do as much as I do living in my hometown. Do you know what? I, does that it yeah, no, rings I different think, for you? I don't live in my hometown the way you guys do. Yeah. So no, what but, do you mean? But I felt more pressure when I lived in a different town. Interesting. And I was known for other things like being on all the boards and yeah. doing this and catering and doing, you know what I'm saying? I came home and although I do have friends here, like from way back, they're all involved too and they're not, it's not, it's sort of, I was not painted back into that corner moving home. I felt free to be whoever I wanted to be. Moving now home. I feel that too. I feel like I can be, but I... I feel like there's certain, there's just things that I have to do. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to. Is that comes from your job or do you think that comes from uh, just social? No, Southeast yeah, expectation. Yeah, to some extent or that I, I need to do it or it, it's probably self-pressure. Yeah, something yeah, you place I just, yourself, I don't, if it wasn't my hometown and giving back to my hometown, I don't know that I would feel that in a different community, but I don't know. I haven't, well, but, lived, in, but, but I haven't lived in a different community in a long time. But yeah. you grew up here, and so you have an emotional connection yes. here. Yeah. And so you feel that there are some ways that you should give back right. because this town raised you. Right. Is that kind of what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. get that. Uh, and I did have somebody comment on our champagne thing and said, is that Jimmy's daughter? <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, now. it is. Why, yes. Now, who, who's that? <laughs> I don't know who that is. You know, is. that's an old kind of person. Is that Jimmy's is daughter? Is that Jimmy's daughter? I said, yeah, yes. That's yes. why, well, yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Y'all's old Decatur accent when y'all are playing around is so on point for some people. Hey, sometimes, sometimes that comes in town when you're stopped for a spin ticket. Not that that's ever. No. It's never happened. Do you know it, I'm just saying if it did, no. I could produce some When I moved to New York, when I moved to New York, I made a, like a U-turn in a bridge traffic on my way to Westchester. And it was it was a really bad traffic mistake. Like I, it was dumb. It was my twenty three year old self was stupid, and he stopped me and he was like, "Ma'am, do you know what you just did? Like you just you can't do that." And I said, "I'm so sorry. I just moved here from Alabama and I just do not know what I'm doing. I'm so sorry." <laughs> and I'm bad at my eyelashes. So and he was like, "It's okay, ma'am." <laughs> You just keep on going and just make sure you don't do that again. I was like, okay, oh, thank you so much. Thank you, officer. Thank you, officer. You're so kind. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. Y'all are so funny. Um, that is true. Okay, but you know, I think making lists of things. So, you know, at one point in time, I had a list of next to the mirror where I got ready that had a list of the top 10 things were that were most important to me in mm-hmm. life. Um, um, f- friendship, family, 
um, honesty, mm-hmm. those, those kinds of things. And I have those taped up because at the time I was struggling with divorce, but I could look at that list of those top 10 things that were so important to me and realize where my ex-husband did not fit those anymore. Mm-hmm. But I could also do that now and realize that every decision I make needs to move towards the things that I prize as my most, my top 10 things. Friendship with y'all, you know, doing anything artistic. And I really kind of consider this a bit of an artistic mm-hmm. adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, those are some of the things. So if I'm looking at something, if they don't fit my, my, the things that are the most important in my life, then they're not something that should be on my list, even if they do feel that pull because I, it's something I feel like I should do. Yeah. I think I feel that a lot. And having to go between what you mm-hmm. know is important for you well, and Laura, what you I think that's, I think that might be an age thing, too, yeah. because now I'm at the... Yeah, you haven't met the 50. Met the 50 you I haven't don't give a... Hit, yeah. But I've met the 40, I don't give a... Yeah, no, just wait till you get to no, 50. 50. 50 is like, my time is precious. Yeah. <laughs> get Bring out of it here. Up. <laughs> it up. I mean, yeah, it is, like, it's really funny how all of a sudden I... Re- and we've talked also about how that's also a trauma response, that you go through the trauma of divorce and then the trauma of a toxic well, marriage, and part of your response is, so I am not wasting my time on things anymore that don't actually matter. Well, one of my... Or don't serve you. Yes. Do, do y'all... Okay, this is a little bit of a shift, but and this, but it somewhat relates to what I'm doing, how I'm spending my time, which is a part of my trauma response to my divorce. And I was already like this, but it has become worse since my divorce is I'm hyper-independent. Hyper-independent. Like, I don't want anybody to do anything for me. I feel Uh, uncomfortable when somebody does things for me. I went through that, and then I had to realize, even as capable as I am, there are some things that I have to have help with. And I saw it, Lauren, as a weakness to ask for help. Well, I... I feel that. I feel like it's a weakness, and I don't want to owe anybody anything. And I think that that's mm-hmm. it is so hard for me I to ask for help. I think that's part of the process. Now, I, if I if I get some if I ask somebody to do something, I offer to pay them every time, and I don't. I'm just gonna say I think that's part of the Nick Saban. It's a process. You, you, go, <laughs> through, you go through periods, and it's all cyclical. When you get as far out as I am and as ancient as I am, you realize it's a cyclical process that you have to go through. You're kind of downtrodden, and then you can breathe, and then you realize, I don't want any help because maybe it'll take me back to that other place. Yeah. And then you figure out, okay, it's not so bad to ask for help, and it's actually not a sign of weakness, and I do need help with things that I need help with, but all the rest of the stuff I can do. Yeah. And then you kind of go back around, and you're like, okay, it's not bad. I just need help with this, this, and this. And and you don't have to feel guilty about it. I have a completely different take on that. Okay. What I have found is that even when I don't necessarily need the extreme help or whatever, and I know I could do it myself, I grow the relationship with the people that I love when I include them in the things that I need help with. I don't need my sister to come and help me clean out a room or do anything else, but having her come, she feels more involved in my life, and she and I have that bonding time. Mm-hmm. And you have that support. And That's I have that support. support I, don't, I don't need, having my dad come and help me in my house, he has got an expertise set that I don't have. 
I know I could figure out how to fix my stupid refrigerator if I really, really had to, or change the doorknobs in my house, but I love my dad. I love him being in my house. And I, you know what I mean? And so having him, it grows our relationship. So I now look at when I have something that I need, it's just an opportunity to get closer to the people that I love that I um, know can help me. That's it's a positive, just a that's different, a very it's just a different frame of mind. Yeah. And once I was able to embrace, let go of that fierce independence and say, I know it would be much easier on me if I asked for help. But more importantly than that, it lets my people know that I love them. And then, and then we're able to have that, to kind of grow our relationship through whatever it is that I need their help with. Does that okay. make sense? I, I would say, yes, it does make sense. I think at some point, somebody hurt me when they didn't want to help me. I think that that's yeah. probably mm-hmm. what happened, is that I felt hurt. I couldn't, I don't know that I could identify who, what, when, where, how, or what. Was. Yeah. But that, that said to me at some point in my life, they don't care about me. As much as I care about them, so I'm just not going to ask anybody. Because if I ask somebody and they say, no, it means they don't care about me. Well, but then okay. you have to go through that. Yeah, yeah. That no, thing, I can ex- that I thing, see that. that. I can see that. Mine was, I knew that I was capable. And just how I think about things, I'm very capable and I can do that or I can figure it out if I don't already have the skill set. And it would take me longer to explain to somebody what I needed to be done yeah. and actually do it. However, I want to tell you, last night, my daughter blew a tire while I was out of town and I had to talk her through, get the, here's the, find the number in the car for the emergency roadside service, mm-hmm. call them, do all the things you need to do. But on top of that, when I got home, I'm perfectly capable and know how and have changed tires before. I mean, I have that skill set. I got in the car. I showed her where everything was, how to let the tire down because it's in a special little place. And I think all women need to know how to take care of the things that they have. You you need to at least know how to go about it, even if you're not going to do the work yourself. Yes, yeah. Because like I, I have, feel like I have, I have been taken yes. advantage of yes. because of my sex yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. So, and people, when I roll up and give them the whole I'm a Southern woman thing, then they think they see cha-ching. And that yep. makes me upset. Yep. So I walked my daughter through. I made her get the jack out. I showed her, look through your booklet. That's why you have it in the glove compartment. It says where to put the jack, how to do the jack, all the tools that should be used. I showed her how to. And then I thought, you know what? I'm a certain age. And I have a certain respect for my body now that I used to not have. And I am i couldn't get the lugs off the car, the nuts off the car. And so I was like, mm, no. The guy's already called. He's going to actually do it. And she can watch him do it. Mm-hmm. But she knows the procedure, what to mm-hmm. do first, how to do it. She knows where all the equipment is. And she's watched him do it. She could do it if she was in a pinch and couldn't get it. She is perfectly capable. And she felt like... She was perfectly yeah. able to do it. Well, my my thing, like again, th- uh, this goes back to time. Some of it, I'm like, I pro- like I priced out pressure washing my house the other day, and it was a lot higher than I wanted to spend. So I'm like, okay, I am gonna learn how to pressure wash my house and do it because it's not worth it. And but that it's time that's gonna take be taken away from what I need to be doing or yeah. want to be doing to do it. But it's gonna save me money, you know. Yeah. Does so that, it's kind of the exchange. It's also fun. Is like, your but it's also but it's your time work. <laughs> 
you know, is your time worth the money you're going to save? Yeah. And that's where you yeah. got away thing. Because sometimes I'm like, I will eat ramen noodles for two weeks if somebody else will just do this for me. Yeah. And it just kind of yeah. depends on where you are. Yeah. And well, and that goes that, back to knowing yourself and knowing your skill set. Yes. And knowing what you're comfortable what you're, Yes. What doing. you can do. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was looking at painting. I was thinking about my ceilings today. Or I about these two rooms in my house that I really want to paint. And I can get to most of the spots. There's a couple of spots I have no idea how I would physically get to because it's like up a staircase. And I, I, thought, have an, I have a staircase ladder. So oh, so you know how to do it? Yeah. So there you go. It's on okay. my back porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it I makes sh- a platform. It makes a platform, Lauren. So you would be able to do it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can paint. I'm, a, I'm fully capable of painting, so... Oh, that's funny. I just know how to that's, do that. Anyway. You know, my daughter had, she popped her tire out in front of our house by hitting the curb. Oh, whatever. But she, um, and I, I didn't even, I never once considered that I would get down there and actually try and get the thing off. <laughs> Not once. I was like, you have AAA, call them. And she, and she also, another time she had a thing with her, I was like, well, what are you going to do? She took it to a guy friend and they together got the things off. I never one time thought I would actually... But like, I, I would think, always have some. I mean, I just that's just never in something this I would day do. and age, though. I think it's empowering as a young girl to know how to do things oh, and for she, yourself. Yes, and that's she took her car to a friend, and they figured out together how to get her her tire off. But I never once thought that I was the one who was getting, like, isn't that funny? Like, how did I miss that lesson? Like, yeah. I would just <laughs> some somebody come do. Okay, clearly, if I need, I'm going to need help with my tire. <laughs> I'm mean, clearly not going to do that because I never once thought about getting down there and figuring it out myself. But sometimes you don't. You're in a spot where you can't call somebody, and so it's yeah, that's really true. good to know exactly yeah what you need to do. And that's that all funny? I'm trying to. I'm trying to teach her that even though it's nice to have somebody around that can do that for you, mm-hmm. and not necessarily your husband a or your boyfriend yeah. or, or a brother. Your partner or a brother or somebody it is nice to know that you have the skills and the knowledge maybe you don't have the skills but you have the knowledge and hell excuse me in this day and age you can youtube a video on how to yeah. fix anything which, which is what i think that she and her friend did so yeah. she took it to his house they got the book out they looked up a video but they took care of it all I, you know it was and it was great but i mean Yes, I want my daughter and you want your daughter to be fiercely independent. As I'm sure you also want your son to well, be yeah, yeah, yeah. all sorts if, of things. If it works out that they have a partner that is a true partnership 50-50, then that is great that you have somebody to rely on. But I'm going to say nine times out of ten, people spend a couple years by themselves alone having to figure it out for themselves. And if you have a skill set or you have the confidence, mm-hmm. you've built the confidence because you've seen it done. I mean, you can do it the Vanderbilt way, which was see one, do one, teach one, which is kind of scary. <laughs> but now, that's how they do it in nursing. Um, if you've seen it or you've experienced it, you have a little more confidence than somebody that it just blindsides. Right. And I don't want my daughter to ever be in that position. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't want any of my friends to be in that position, you know. And I think that's part of being a single woman. Mm-hmm. You have to navigate and know the skill set that you have, the skill set that maybe you want to have or that you're interested in. And then you have to know all your weaknesses, too, because then you know, 
I gotta call somebody to help me with this. Um, yeah, clearly, I'll be calling you if my car tires. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if I have serious. <laughs> uh, well, okay. You can do that. That's fine. Wow. You do have a strong male person that lives with I you. I do have a strong male person. <laughs> and yet, I'm still sitting here going, I'll call another woman before I depend on a man. That's something I need to get. But I think also, you know, being single, you have to have a certain kind of confidence. And mm-hmm. that takes a little while because. During the divorce process or going into the divorce process, I thought I was not at my, I thought I was at the very bottom of where I could be um, mentally, emotionally. I felt like a lot of my confidence kind of went out the window. Because mm-hmm. when divorce is not a fun thing. No. It's not, it's not yeah, pleasant. No. It makes you feel a lot of negative things yeah. about yourself. And your situation, I felt stupid for being. Yeah, you feel like a failure. I felt stupid for being in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think once you get that behind you, and the dust kind of settles, and then you can concentrate on living your life. You're not in that trauma response anymore. You're kind of in a different cycle of trying to figure out recovery or renewal or whatever you want to call it i think that your confidence confidence level builds as you do things for yourself you set aside time for yourself you um take care of yourself Mm. you know for me y'all we talked about this sleeping i did i always thought rest was kind of a eh you know has it made a difference this past year? Because you've been, it's been six yeah. months, hasn't it? I think it has. you've really made sleep a focus. I think it really has. I feel like during my, I'm in a kind of a weird cycle right now because I haven't been sleeping lately, but I had a death and sort of a close friend and that has kind of weighed on me. But um, in general, over the last six months, yeah, I think sleep, I can't even say how important it is mm-hmm. for my mental well-being, my spiritual well-being, Physically, everything about me, I think, is better when I sleep. So, I think if you find the the thing that you need that maybe you are lacking, sleep, mm-hmm. rest, and sleep was important for me. I've been to sleep earlier this week. Yeah, like I, I think got nutrition, me this week. yeah, exercise, or whatever that thing is that you didn't take time to do because you were so busy being a wife mm-hmm. and trying to make your marriage work. I think once the dust settles and you can concentrate on those kind of things, then you get into a more positive cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I just think that's a better place yeah. to be. I mean, for anybody. Yeah. But I think, you know, also you have to figure out what do I want to do? What do I want to spend my time doing? Who do I want to be around? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? What's my ultimate goal? And am I. Am am I moving forward every day to get to that goal? Well, you know, this we had I had a discussion with someone recently about, you know, we all go to our work and all of that, but we can all be replaced in our jobs. Mm-hmm. Every oh. single one of us, no matter what job every you do, every single one of us, no matter what tomorrow. impact you make, you may make the most impact in that job ever, and they may never actually be able to replace you with someone quite as effective as you, but you will be replaced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is it that's most important in your life? It's the relationships that you have with your people. So well, in the end, are you sacrificing? No. So are you? What are are you? What are you sacrificing at home 
on this on a high profile you know just making sure that we're back to that work-life balance Mm -hmm. you know when you have that work-life balance you know knowing at work as much as they may love you you can you'll be replaced if you quit that's not you know they're not you're not leaving everybody in a lurch they'll just replace you and move on but in your home you can't be replaced as a mom Right. Or as a sister or as a daughter or as a, a good friend. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, I mean, I can't replace y'all tomorrow. Like, it's just not the same thing. And well, so just kind of looking at the work-life balance, is everything kind of balancing out? And are you spending your time, the t- extra time that you have, where it is that really grows you as a person and feeds mm-hmm. you? Well, I like that quote, and I used to quote it a lot um, because I was married to a person that worked. That's all he did. And he didn't have really a home life. And I would say, you know, I had a therapist that said, and I've read it other places that said, your work is your job. Your real work happens when you walk through your front door because that's your life. Mm -hmm. The people that are in your life are your life. The other is just your job. That goes back to what you were saying. All right, so can you rephrase our question? What were, were it was about clocks ticking, how we spend in our time. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I feel like we've kind of, I was just trying to bring us back around to that, yeah. but I couldn't remember the exact. Well, not just how you want, it's how you want to spend your time, how you need to spend your time, the things where. The things that feed you yeah. in your work-life balance. And, and the things that we're willing to shop out is what <laughs> we also true. ended up talking about. Yeah, but I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's your truly, time. Yeah. That's your time and energy. And you have to decide. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is, you, is, is it worth spending this whole weekend and, that I could be hanging out with my child, painting my bathroom? And sometimes you have to make right. brutal choices yeah. on it's that true. Yeah. Is it's it, true. Is it worth not being able to eat anything I really enjoy mm-hmm. for two weeks in order to get someone else to do something yeah. that I need done. Yeah. yeah. That's, but there, but there's are decisions to be made. Yeah. When you're not Choices like independently wealthy. Made. That's yes. like, yeah. that's like that bikini hanging next to, you know, on the Twinkie aisle. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> a decision was made. <laughs> Put the bikini up and grab the Twinkies and go. <laughs> and be happy. <laughs> I think how you spend your time and who you spend your time with is, um, well, it's your life. That's the definition of life. It is. It's a big, it's it's a huge thing, but I don't feel like I made that choice as clearly or as brutally when I was married, in my marriage and trying to save my marriage. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that was very clouded and tamped down. Well, but you were also in survival mode. Survival mode changes... Your focus—it changes everything, and I don't know. We are not in survival mode anymore, Mm -mm. and so that so we're able to truly work on a. Okay, Beth, you are not in survival mode. I know. That's awesome. You're doing great. So, but you know, but that's but but that that means that we have that we're in we're in safe spaces, which means we can relax and have that time to work on work. Can I tell you something funny? So I went to because I'm so cognizant of how that. All of that mentality affects me now, and it yes. didn't before necessarily. So I went to the beach with a group of friends, like 12 people, this last weekend. And I am very, very hyper aware of not making plans for other people. So I'm like, I'm going to do this later. Everyone else can or not. Yes. Don't feel like any pressure to do that, but that's what I'm going to do later. And <laughs> everybody else was like, we want to go to the beach. I was like, 
go ahead, go to the beach. I'm not going to do that right now. I'll do that later. But y'all go to the beach now. But I was not, no matter what anybody said, there's no way I was going to the beach at 10 in the morning. I like to go at about 1 o'clock. And that's what I was going to do. And I was like, y'all go ahead. I'm going to do what I want to do. Y'all so do you, you weren't in, you, you didn't allow yourself to be influenced uh-uh. by others. You did nope. what it was, was best yes. for you. And oh, I was like, I will, I will do that then. Y'all do whatever you want. I am planning to do this later. Y'all can do that or not. Like, no pressure. There's no pressure this trip. And it was, I, I'm just really aware of that now. And that I don't want to do that for anybody else either. And I'll be like, not to have a plan, but we're, we may go see this movie later tonight. Like, let's work backwards. What but you know, do. you have to have a plan in so much of your life. Yeah. So to have that yeah. space to just sort of float Over, and yeah. do what it is that Over, you need to do. Over planning really stresses me out. I, like, yeah. I, it, yeah. My brain doesn't do well with it. And I'm kind of in that space too because yeah. I have certain appointments that I have to be certain places at certain times. And, and so... Now I feel like I've taken back, I've set boundaries on who can call me and when they can call me. And I've taken back my weekends. And y'all, it's it's a game changer. Yeah. You know, it's, well, yeah, it's funny, as I've actually had appointments made in this whole past week where I've had to be at a different school at a different time, and I have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you're on the road. Schedule, you're on the you know? road. It's kind of fun to, when you're well, like. But I've had a summer where I haven't been quite as scheduled. I mean, I've been, I've, I did a lot of traveling, but I haven't been quite as scheduled in my job when I'm there because we weren't in the schools, and so I have been able to meet and really, really, my passion for my job has just grown exponentially. Getting, you know, having these appointments and having these one-on-one conversations and being with these teachers, and I've loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you getting feedback too is big. Well, yes. when you don't have people, yes. so you're like me. If I so I don't teach physical classes in the summer, I just teach online, and then I direct shows. So I get my joy from the shows that I'm doing. I don't. I need to be in your face to for me yes. to connect. Yes. And so I love teaching classes, like in in-person classes, but when they're online. It's, it's just a lot more same. difficult to do it. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway. Well, I'm going to have to say yeah. we're all doing a pretty good job on yes. this. How we yeah. spend our time and who we spend I'm glad time we have this conversation as the school year starts. Because I had already been really thinking about that being like my number one priority for this year. Mm-hmm. Is it's just really focusing on your time. And yeah, you're just being it. specific. You yeah. know, very intentional. Because right now I'm not overcommitted. I'm not overcommitted, and I don't plan to yeah. be. Well, but and you also you also know what's important in your life. You've already defined your. Yeah. This is what is what means the most to me. So when things come up, you can look at your list of. This is what okay. It doesn't fit. So thank you, but no. Yeah. And be able to set your boundaries and oh, this does not fit my my work life balance goals. So mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> and move forward. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, well, ladies. What are you doing this week to live the life you love? So I have, other than Sundays, I have the week off this week. So I'm going to really, really, really concentrate on my home. And then I'll probably start getting my classes ready. My classes don't start till the 21st, but I'm just going to go ahead and start getting them ready and editing a little more than I usually do on those. Okay. Good to, good to know when mm-hmm. classes start for my kids. 21st. Okay, good. Uh, of August. Is that your school? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, good, good, good. I'm going to try to have a very relaxing weekend. Nice. That's what I'm looking forward to. And Good. Planning a trip for Fallbright. Yes. 
I'd like to be a part of that. You so, are. Uh, <laughs> you are. So my, and what well, I'm doing, I, I have my daughter until the 18th. And so I really kind of want to just be available for whatever she might want or need and really kind of work in my house and help her get packed and go through things and clean things out. Um, and just, and then my, my other goal, but I don't think I'll get to, to it this weekend. It'll be the next weekend. So hopefully that'll be what I'm talking about next week as to what my living my life, my love is to clean out a storage unit. So I, we no longer have to pay for it. Like I, it's just one of those. Oh, that's yes. one of mine too. Yes. I have to do that. Mine too. Yes. To I have to do that. Storage unit. I must so, do that. So um, FYI girls, I'll have access to a truck next weekend. Okay. That's so right. if y'all put that on your list. Okay. And then we can maybe get a hold of some people to help us get that accomplished. So anyway. There you go. All right. Well, thank y'all for joining us. All right. Yeah. Clink. Let's clink. And this is definitely week, girls. This a been good. clink kind of cathartic ladies. Spend your nice. time well this week, folks. Yes. With the people you love. And plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or not. Or not. Don't plan. Whatever, whatever is Make whatever your happy. happy. Whatever may work whatever for you your want to spend your time doing. Balance. Make a list. <laughs> Check it off. <laughs> oh, love you, ladies. Thank y'all for joining us for Champagne Sunday. See you next week, girl. See you next week. Yeah. Cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers.